My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Gird your loins and light your lamps and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and prudent steward, whom the Master will put in charge of his servants, to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, the master will put the servant in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants, to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. The Gospel of the Lord. A couple of weeks ago, I did one of the stupidest things I could have done at least in recent memory. And I'm still embarrassed about it and thankful to God for his protection and his providence. I ran out of gas in my car. It might sound like a silly example to be beating oneself up almost a month after it happened, but when I add a few details, like I was on Route 46 West in the midst of five o'clock Friday evening rush hour traffic, you probably get why it was potentially incredibly dangerous. And honestly, again, one of the stupidest things I've done, and again, at least in recent memory. I saw the the light indicator that said I was low in fuel for a couple of days, in fact, and 
I had been staying pretty local, just doing some running around, and knew while all the gas stations nearby had a, a steady $4.95 a gallon, there was one on Route 23 that was $0.30 cents a gallon cheaper. And the vitamin store that I needed to get to was right over there as well, so I assumed I had more than enough to make it. So I'd set out that Friday to do some errands and was in fact en route to the cheap gas station, passing about four different ones, when all of a sudden, as I was on the middle, in the middle lanes of Route 46, all the lights on my dashboard started overreacting. And I started losing speed that, that I made it to the side of the road safely and that I was able to call a friend who called another mutual friend who happened to still be in the area and was able to bring a gallon or two of gas on the side of the highway was miraculous to me. And I said to my friends John and Tim that I was incredibly embarrassed that for approximately $4.50 in savings, I could have caused an accident and I inconvenienced these two guys, these two friends of mine, mainly since I knew better. Growing up, it was almost a joke that when my family's car and gas indicator was on the halfway mark, my father was insistent on stopping for gas ASAP. I remember my mother would roll her eyes a few times every time we would have to stop for gas at the halfway mark and the rest of us moaning for the extra five minutes that this would add to whatever trip we were on. As I sat on the side of Route 46 waiting for my friend to arrive, I could practically hear my father from his place in eternity saying, now do you understand what I've taught you? I should, and I do know better. And at 48 years of age, after driving for over 30 years, I shouldn't need a reminder like that. Perhaps it's human nature, though. As much as those younger need to be taught and need that humility to learn from those older, as we get older, we need, not to let, we need not to let the arrogance of our life experience blind us from the humility of simple truths. And that's what came to mind praying with today's scriptures. Because much of what is contained in today's readings most likely don't strike us as some new teaching or some earth-shattering revelation. In this gospel, Jesus is in fact continuing his themes from last Sunday and the importance of not obsessing over the things of this earth, the possessions we have, feeding the unhealthy desires to continue to pursue wealth in the passing temporal things instead of focusing our energies on the things of God, pursuing our heavenly inheritance, desiring eternal riches found in him. And Jesus adds that we don't know the day or the hour when the Son of Man will come, whether that means for the end of time or our ends. Again, not something new or earth-shattering for us. Yet how many of us can speed through life, ignoring these gentle indicator lights, asking us to consider how much gas is in the tank, so to speak? This is why Jesus uses this parable and calls us to be faithful and prudent stewards, who are always vigilant, always persevering, always ready for his return. The Christian life is meant to be one that's lived with constancy and consistency. That's why things like prayer, fasting, and almsgiving aren't meant simply to be relegated to things I need to think about during Lent. 
during Lent, we put a greater focus and we unite ourselves in those practices in a particular way, but they're supposed to kind of help us evaluate how intentionally we do these things during the ordinary times of life too. How we are vigilant in our pursuing the Lord and rejecting the things of this world. So by being here for Mass, by making regular use of the sacraments, particularly doing examination of conscience and going to confession, being faithful in our commitments to prayer, by incorporating acts of self-denial through some sort of fasting and, and looking for ways to give to help others. That's how we incorporate meaningful acts that reflect this vigilance of our hearts and minds that are striving to follow Jesus and to live with a biblical life view rather than one that's shaped by this passing world of ours. By doing so, we can be sure that our tanks are never empty, or rather, we're servants who are ready for our master's return.